thank you Dave for leading the service tonight. Shall we bow in prayer? <coughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for this glorious opportunity for us to meet together to worship and to praise you. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for your precious word. We thank you, Father, that we have the freedom to read this word and to proclaim it in public. And we pray, most gracious Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit may descend upon us and speak through the written pages of this precious word tonight. O Father, speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. speak tonight just for a few minutes about running together for the Lord running together for the Lord in chapter 11 we have been looking at heroes of faith saving faith suffering faith victorious faith in Hebrews chapter 11 the writer has taken us down the art gallery of faith stopping and looking at some of the portraits upon that wall portraits of men and women of faith and how they lived and worked by faith in God in verse 32 of chapter 11 he says what more shall I say for the time would fail me to tell then he quickly moves along the gallery he looks at some of the names then he looks at other portraits the names he does not mention but he mentions their faith. All the portraits in the gallery are marred. All have defects. All are imperfect. They are portraits of men and women, just like us, men and women, who are weak and frail in the flesh. In James chapter 5, he, he really sums up that gallery of men and women of faith when he speaks of Elijah. He says, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. What is said about Elijah can be said of all the heroes of faith and it can be said of us. We are weak, we are frail, we have many defects but still the people of God and still God can use us if we put our faith and trust in him. The heroes of faith in chapter 11 are not put there for our example. They are put there for our inspiration. They felt the weakness of the flesh. They felt unfit for service. Look what Gideon said. My family is poor. I am a nobody. I have no training for the task. I am unready, Lord, for the work you are calling me to do. Look at Moses. He felt unworthy. He said, who am I that I should go? I am not eloquent. And he made excuses after excuse. We may say to God when he calls us to serve him, I'm weak, I'm frail, I'm ineffective, my faith is small, I'm not good enough for the work you're calling me to do. God does not choose us for our ability. He does not choose us because of the power that we have. He does not choose us because of our intellect. He chooses us because he is God. When the men and women in Hebrews chapter 11 and others 
committed themselves to God and put their trust in him, we see a tremendous difference it made in their lives and a tremendous effect it had on other people. They trusted God and he took over their lives and done tremendous works through them. He done through them things that are impossible and yet with God are possible. George Muller said, have faith in God. He is a great God. If any of you know about George Muller, he started orphanages in Bristol. A man of God, a man of great faith. Just one illustration to demonstrate his faith. On one occasion in his orphanage, one night as he put the children to bed, he realised he had no food whatsoever to give to those children. Next morning, the children got up, they washed, they sat down at the breakfast table. There was nothing to eat. And what did George Muller do? He said, Grace. He said, Grace. Thank you, Lord, for what we are about to receive. That's faith. Nothing to give them. A little while later, there was a knock at the door. It was the milkman. His cart had broken down. And he said, I'm unable to deliver the milk to my customers this morning. Would you like to take it off my hands, George? God answered prayer. Not long afterwards, the baker called. He said, "Um, I've got surplus bread this morning, George. He said, I bake too much. Would you like it? God answered his prayer. A man of faith, and if you read his story of his life, you will see over and over again he demonstrated that great and tremendous faith in God. Chapter 11 is about saving faith, victorious faith, faith in suffering, faith that led to obedience. We sometimes sing trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. Obedience, Spurgeon said, is the hallmark of faith. Obedience is the hallmark of faith. We may know all the doctrines of grace. We may know all the theology. We may know God's word, if you like, back to front. But if we do not put our personal faith into practice. All our knowledge knowledge is wasted and useless. God wants his people to be men and women of action. He wants men and women who have a personal faith into him, in him, to put it into action and put it into living faith. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1, Dave read, Wherefore seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily doth beset us. Lay aside. The word Dave has already mentioned is a link word, connecting what has already been said with the previous chapter, concerning the heroes of faith. They lived by faith, they died by faith. He said in chapter 12 verse 1, 
Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about, we are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses. The word witness has two meanings. One, it means a spectator. One who speaks of what they have seen. And secondly, it means a person who gives their testimony of their personal experiences. Spectators. You think they're think of spectators at a sporting event they're in a great arena they surround the events that are taking place in the arena they are shouting and cheering and encouraging their players or their team some people think this is what is happening here with the heroes of faith and all believers who have died and are looking down from heaven. They are taking an interest in what God's people are doing. They are taking an interest in how we are serving God. They are taking an interest in our labours and the trials. They are cheering us on in the arena of life. Yes, a lovely picture, but I do not think it is true. I do not think this is what scripture is teaching here it is not the spectators looking at the players in the arena it is not the heroes of faith looking at the Christians but the players the Christians the believers who are looking up at the spectators for encouragement and for inspiration to run the race of faith that God has set before them to run the race that God has set before us. We take encouragement and inspiration for those who have gone before. The second meaning of the word witness is a person who gives their testimony of their personal experiences. A cloud of witness who surround us. They bear testimony to the power of God in their lives and all things are possible with God to those who have faith and trust in him the scripture surrounds their testimony when a child of God dies they go to be with the Lord Jesus said to the thief upon the cross today you will be with me in paradise, Luke 23. Today you will be with me in paradise. When one dies, the body returns to dust. But the spirit goes on to be with God the body goes to dust scripture says the body is asleep Ecclesiastes 12 7 Acts 7 60 but the spirit of a believer is still alive and is in the presence of the Lord 
Acts chapter 7 verse 59 Stephen was being stoned to death and as he was dying there under those terrible stones that were being hurled at him he said Lord receive my spirit Lord receive my spirit the body dies, the body sleeps but the spirit is still alive we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 6 to 8 therefore we always are confident knowing that while we are at home in the body we are absent from the Lord for we walk by faith and not by sight verse 8 we are confident I say and willing to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord the souls of the saints the souls of believers who have died are at rest with the Lord and they they behold his glory rest from all their labours and trials to worship God but it is through their deeds it is through their achievements of the heroes of faith that we are surrounded that they cheer us on bearing witness to us that God can do and will do great and mighty things through men and women who step out in faith with him you know Jeremiah reminds us in Jeremiah 32:17, there is nothing too hard for our great God Hebrews 12 1 said let us let us the writer now turns from the past to the present let us he says he is not just writing to the ones and the twos he is not just writing to the individuals he is writing to the whole church the body of believers he said let us let us is from the encouragement of chapter 11 he is trying to spur the church on to spur the church forward we have seen in chapter 11 how God took different types of men and women and used them great and mightily how he took Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, Rahab, Barak, Gideon, Samuel and many more these men were weak Many were faint-hearted, many were frightened, many felt forsaken, many felt small and insignificant, but God took them and used them in his great work. This word is to the whole church. Let us, let us together step out in faith with God. The God who brought down the walls of Jericho because the people at that time had united faith and their united faith led to them to go in united obedience and walk round the walls of Jericho today if the church of Jesus Christ is united in faith and united in obedience God can bring down the walls of indifference God can bring down the walls of apathy in our land today. God is looking for faithful men and women, faithful men and women who will step out in obedience with him. Let us lay aside every weight and sin 
that doth easily hold us back. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us together. He is talking to the people of God to work together, to worship together, to serve God together as a team. He looks at a race. The course for the race is already set. It's been set by God. It is not a race in an arena where we run round and round on a track. It is a straight course. It is a straight course because it has been set by God himself. He has marked out the way. In Psalm 37.23 we read, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways. When he falls down, the Lord will pick him up. An encouragement to every believer. An encouragement to every Christian. Let us lay aside every weight. Before a race, we know athletes train for the race. They prepare themselves hours and hours of training. They discipline themselves. And we as Christians are to spend time meditating, time disciplining ourselves that we may run faithfully the race that God has set before us. Athletes dress for the race. They don't come uh, to a running race and wear Wellington boots and overcoats. They disregard everything they can. They throw off everything that will hinder them so that they might run the race to the best of their ability and win that prize. For the Christian athlete, they must prepare too for the great race. They must discipline themselves. We must lay aside every weight that is holding us back. Anything which can hinder our spiritual progress. And there are many things in our lives which are in themselves are not sinful, in themselves which are not wrong. But so often they get in the way of our spiritual progress. They get in the way of our running, the faithful running the race that God has set before us. A young man came to Jesus on one occasion. He wanted to be a disciple of Jesus. He said, Jesus said to him, go home sell all you have and follow me. He went away sad because he was not prepared uh, to dispose of his wealth that was hindering his faithful walk with Jesus. I knew a young man a few years ago who gave up one of his greatest pleasures, his greatest hobbies because it stopped him from coming to church and having fellowship with God's people and it hindered his spiritual life. And he was prepared to give up that hobby, that pleasure. As I look back on my own life, I see things that I hung on to. Those things that slowed me down in my Christian life. They hindered my progress. God had to take me aside and say, look, these are getting in the way of your spiritual life. I had to let go of certain things. 
Paul said in Galatians 5.7 You did run well. What hindered you that you should not obey the truth? Lay aside every weight that is hindering your progress. Then he says, And every sin which so easily entangles us. Most commentators think the writer here is thinking in Hebrews is referring to the sin of unbelief, the sin of doubt. Doubt in God's word, doubt in God's power. See, it was unbelief that kept the children of Israel out of the promised land the first time they stood on the banks of Jordan. Doubt, unbelief. Go back to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. Satan said to Eve, Hath God said? Has God said? He threw a doubt into her mind. This has been Satan's main weapon of attack on mankind from the beginning of time and he still uses this weapon very efficiently and very effectively on on men and women today. To doubt God's word, to doubt God's power, to doubt God's love. Doubt. Lay aside every weight, every sin, which so easily entangles you. Here sin is compared to loose fitting garments. And in those days, and still in the Middle East, they wear these long garments. He said, lay them aside, for they entangle you. They cause hindrance to the runner and slows him down. If the Christian does not deal with the weights and sin, it will slow him down in the Christian race and it will mean he will lose out on the blessings. Lay aside, run the race that God has set before us. The race, I believe, is a team effort. Let us. We are to run together as a team, working together. Pound Lane Free Church is a team. A team that God has put together to work for him. And over this country and over the world, God has brought men and women together and put them in groups, churches, whatever you like to call and as teams to run for him, to serve him. He puts us together to work for him to run the race that he has set before us. It is a straight course. It is a long race. It is a lifetime commitment. We are to run under the banner of the cross. Our trainer is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he will teach you all things, John 14. He will guide you in all things, John chapter 16. God has given us the manual, the rule book by which we should run the race. His precious word, the Bible. Let us run together with patience the race that is set before us. God only works to his own timetable and he will bring to pass what he has planned for his people and it is for his glory and for his blessing. So we run with patience and we run with perseverance the race that he has set before us. To be patient 
with each other when we do not always see eye to eye when we see a brother or sister stumble and maybe fall in the Christian life we who at that time are strong and running well should go alongside to help them to steady them from stumbling and as in a race when a team they run together they interchange as they run the race to help each other along I believe this is what we are to do as God's people to come together to run with each other to encourage each other to help each other to help those who are falling behind to run with them that they may run again with vigour and enthusiasm in the race that God has set before them Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1 brethren if a man be overtaken in the fault you which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of weakness tonight as I stand before you I thank God for the men and women in my life in my early Christian life especially who came alongside me when I was stumbling and falling in the Christian life they came along they came along beside me they ran with me they helped me along they encouraged me they lifted me up some of many of those are in glory with the Lord tonight but still there are some here even who encourage and help oh that we may come alongside those who are struggling and take them by the hand and run with them that they may again run with vigour and enthusiasm going on to finish the race that is set before us we have looked at the heroes of faith and the encouragement they give to us but now we look at the source of that faith Jesus Christ in a race the runner looks up he looks forward to the finishing line the Christian the believer looks up he looks to Jesus Christ the author and finisher of his face race sorry together we are to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord Jesus Christ the Son of God the crucified one who died in our place the risen one who conquered Satan, sin and death the glorified one who is now at God's right hand the God of all grace oh, fix your eyes upon Jesus and run together the race that God has set before you run the straight race through God's good grace lift up thine eyes and seek his face life with its way before thee lies Christ is the path and Christ the prize Christ is the path and Christ the prize oh that we may run together the race that God has set before